Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Now, I have given up everything else, which I knew to be the only way to really know Christ. I haven't learned all I should, but I keep working towards the day when I will finally be all that Christ saved me for and wants me to be. Knowing him more and more, knowing me. Welcome to your Carl House and now, our senior pastor, Reverend Gilbert Osei. Tonight, I want to talk to you with a theme, Focus. 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 First point is that focus is something that you need to have. Every Christian must have focus. Tell somebody you need to have focus. As a leader or as a Christian, you need to develop the habit or the culture of consistency. As a leader, as a Christian, you need to develop a habit, a culture of consistency. You must be consistent. If you are a leader, which everybody here is, Christian is a leader, that you can be bullied out of your conviction, you are not worthy of following. If you are a leader and you can be bullied out of your conviction, you are not worthy of following. If somebody can talk you out of something you said you are convinced about, you are not somebody that could be trusted, can be trusted. As a leader, as a Christian, you should not be intimidated. You should not be intimidated. Are you here? One outstanding, next point, one outstanding fact, one outstanding fact about leadership, one outstanding fact about leadership is your ability to be focused on your goals. One outstanding fact about leadership is your ability to be focused on your goals on your objectives on your outcomes every Christian must learn to be focused on your objectives in life on your outcomes and on your goals. 
every Christian must learn to be focused. Must learn to be focused that when the child is making noise, you don't even hear. It's part of the training. Learn to be focused. Learn to be focused. Write this in capital. A man who doesn't know where he is going will branch anywhere. A man who does not know where he or she is going will branch anywhere. A man who does not know where he is going will branch anywhere. You need to know where you are going so that when you get there, you will know you are there or when you are not there, you will know you are not there. You need to know where you are going so that when you get there, you know you have arrived or when you are not there, you will know you are not there. But if you don't know where you are going, every bus is going to your destination. At the end of the year, I want to talk to you about this important message, admonishing, focus. Focus. All of us here are born by God to lead others. All of us, at the sound of my voice, are born by God to lead others. The truth is, if you are called to disciple men, you are, you are a leader. Christians are called, he says, go ye into the world and make disciples. It's an instruction to every, every believer. So as a believer, you are a leader. You have to see yourself as a leader. People are to follow you. You are an example to many. Hallelujah. Say to yourself, my life is an example to others. Say it one more time. Say, my life is an example to others. See, when you're a Christian and you know that your life is an example... You should ask yourself whether you're a good example or a bad example. The way you come to church, the time you come to church, how you come to church, your attitude in church. Are you a good example or a bad example of Christianity? You should ask yourself. First Timothy chapter 4, the verse number 12. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Timothy chapter 4, the verse 12. Mm -hmm. Let no man despise thy youth. Let no man despise thy youth. But be thou an example. But be thou an example. Of the believers. Be thou an example of what? The believers. Of the believers. In word. In word. In conversation. In conversation. In charity. In charity. In spirit. In spirit. So in as a Christian, you are an example. You are an example. You are an example. Every believer is a leader. People look up to you. 
people are looking up to you directly or indirectly. You should know that. You are an example. Be thou example. You should be. Somebody should check your punctuality, your commitment, and want to be like you. I love the way you preach the gospel. I love the way you are bringing people to the house of God. Can you help me grow in that area? You should be an example. You should not, as a Christian, be a bad influence. Don't rob people with your negative attitude. They call you, are you going to church? And you are the one discouraging them from going. Don't be a bad example. Some of you people follow you. I'm telling you directly or indirectly. What you do is what they do. You come late, they come late. You come, you go and sit in your chair, your car whilst we are praying, they will do the same. When they come and they see everybody is praying, they won't do what you are doing. So you should ask yourself at the end of the year, as we are entering a new year, have you been a good example or you are being a bad one? Can somebody point you and say, your, your commitment to church really motivated me to do more for God? Can somebody look at you in your own home, in your family, amongst your friends? Matthew chapter 14, verse 25. Don't forget we are talking about focus. This is Jesus and Peter. Very interesting story that we can learn from. Matthew, Matthew chapter, chapter 14. 14 everybody, turn your Bibles and pay attention. Turn your Bibles as we read together. It's very important. This is where I've been, I'm going to, so you follow me. Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 14, the verse 25. Uh -huh. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus in the fourth watch of them, the night, Jesus did what? Went unto them, walking mm -hmm. on the sea. Jesus was walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, They were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. It is I. It is I. I be not afraid. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, And Lord, Peter answered Jesus and said, Lord, Lord, if it be thou, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee. Bid me to what? Come unto thee on the water. Uh -huh. And he said, come. Can we all read 29 together? Ready, go. And, and he, he said, said Come. Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. When Peter, oh Jesus, when Jesus said, come, Peter also walked on the water. Notice that, it's very important. He says, if it is you, bid me to come. Jesus says, come. The moment Jesus said, come, Peter started walking on water just like Jesus walked on water. 
But the painful thing is the verse 30. Can we look but, at verse 30? But when he Ready? saw... Ready? Go. But when... Can we all read together? Ready? Go. But when he saw the wind blow to us, he was what? And began to... And... So the problem with Peter is that he stopped looking at Jesus. He started looking at the wind. When Jesus said, come, and his focus was Jesus, he walked on water. The moment he shifted his focus from the one who said he should come, he started sinking. Tell somebody, focus. He looked. Now you read the verse 30 again. Verse 30. But when he saw the wind When he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And he was. It is what he saw. When he shifted his eyes from his focus, he saw fear. He saw impossibility. Hear me and write it in capital. The fact that God has called you. Write it in capital with asterisks. The fact that God has called you. Does not mean. That it. The fact that God has called you. Does not mean that. It is immunizes you from challenges of life. The fact that God has called you, it does not mean it immunizes you. You are not immune from challenges. The fact that God gave you that vision, the fact that God gave you that job, the fact that God gave you that word, the fact that God said, do it. God said, come. He didn't say, the Bosorus wind will not blow. In fact, they were blowing while Jesus said, come. But because Peter's eyes was on Jesus and his dependency was on his word, he walked. The moment he shifted his eyes from what he has heard from God. Sometimes our problem is that we easily forget what God told us. The people of Israel, that was their problem in the wilderness. They easily forgot what God had done. Problems are bound to come. They will come. But you don't take your eyes off the ball. You don't lose focus. You don't concentrate on the challenges around you. That's why I want you to know that even though God is with you, it is not an immunity from trouble. Even though God said we would do it, he didn't say challenges won't come. That's why it's called focus. That in the midst of the storm, I see Jesus. I depend on his word. The storms are there. 
Where is your focus? Write again in capital that the fact that God has called you to do something for him. The fact that God has called you to do something for him does not take away. It does not take you away from challenges. First know that you are not immune to challenges or troubles of life even though you are in the will of God. Then the second is the fact that God has called you to do something for him. Does not take away. It doesn't take you away from challenges. But your greatest asset in the call of God and your destination is to keep your eyes on where you are going to. I take that again. The fact that God has called you to do something for him does not take you away from challenges. The fact that God has called you to do something for him does not take you away from challenges. But your greatest asset in the call of God and your destination, your greatest asset in the call of God and your destination is for you to keep your eyes on where you are going to. You have to keep your eyes on where you are going to. So the big question is, where are you going to? And this is a question you must always ask yourself. Where are you going to? Some people are moving to and fro. Just like Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14. You are everywhere. You hear fire, you are there. You hear oil, you are there. You don't even know what you are looking for. So you are confused. There are people you pray with on Tuesdays. There are, there are people you pray with on radio on Thursdays. There's, if you do that, you have no focus. If you have so many people speaking in your life, you are a confused being. You have several pastors on social media. You join several groups. Some people are just commenting everywhere. Where do you belong? Who is your pastor? What message are you listening to? Oh, you are doing mister. Do you exactly know what you want? You think you are smart. You are being stupid. You have to stop moving to and fro and be stable. Have a single eye. Have a focus in life. Just like Peter. Peter, you are not going to the wind. So why was Peter looking at the wind? You were going to Jesus. As long as G Peter's focus was on Jesus, he never sank. Never. That's why I'm saying, listen. There is no sea without storms and wind. It's impossible. The difference between a sea and a river is a lake. One is calm. The other one keeps... So they were there. This is in the middle of the sea. But in the middle of the storm, Jesus called him to come. And as long as Peter was focused on Jesus, and what Jesus said, he says, if it is you, bid me to come. Jesus says, come. 
And the moment Jesus said, come, and Peter started coming, he walked on water. He walked. That small verse means so much. That amongst all the disciples that were in the boat, he said, if it be you, bid me to come. And he walked. The only time he sank was when he shifted his focus. Tell somebody, stay focused. Oh, tell another person, stay focused. Stay focused. Next point. Anything you put your focus on, anything you put your focus on, you are going to get the fruit of it. Anything that you put your focus on, you are going to get the fruit of it. Anything. That's why you need to learn to focus. What did God say to you? What did God tell you to do? Be focused. What did God say to you? What did God tell you to do? These two key things must keep you focused. You must always remind yourself what God has told you. You must always remind yourself what God has told you. You must always remind yourself what God has told you. Always, always. It doesn't matter how many people are doing something different. Just remember what God has told you. I don't care what somebody is preaching in their church. I focus on what God has told me. Sometimes you want to follow the multitude. You must learn to be focused. Sometimes, because of the mission God has given you, you walk on a lonely path. You must stay focused. If you are going to worry yourself about what is happening in somebody's house, you will never be focused. Some people can't just mind their business. They just can't mind their business. One of the things I'm doing and training myself to do, I don't go and listen to anybody to go and disrespect them, to hear them say something that I think it is wrong for me to go and say anything. You see, any any time. If you send me a certain video, somebody's speech, I don't want to listen to anybody. I listen to only my pastor. It's as simple as that. I never saw the disciples of Jesus going for seminar at John the Baptist meeting. I don't need to bother myself. All I want to know in Christianity, I get it from my pastor. I'm okay. Seriously. I have oversettled that thing. Even if he preaches heresy, I want to follow him. I have been in ministry 28 years, going to 29. Brothers and sisters, no pastor has made me pray like this pastor. What am I looking for? Ah! 
I've worked with pastors, bishops, what? Nobody. It's not only the word. I don't even want to go to the word. When you are looking for pastor, look for things. First is how they magnify God's word. And then prayer. Nobody teaches me the Bible to understand the Bible like my pastor does. So I don't need to go and listen to anybody. Joseph Prince, Francis Job, Bishop Hoyt, I don't want to know. My pastor's message are enough. I should go and listen to another pastor so I can pray well. No pastor can make me pray like my pastor. Me. Fasting. I was born with fasting. I used to brag about my prayer life. When I first got saved, the people who, who preached to me, they took me to Pajo Park. 18 hours. It used to be on my record. 18 hours of prayer as a newborn Christian. So I used to brag. We would go to Atria and we pray. We pray. I took Yaka house. We pray. Until I met Pastor Chris. That I pray, uh, then sometimes I want to dodge. I remember doing the prayer time at a point. I was tired, my leg. So I located the place. I decided to go and rest before the Lord. The moment I sat down and I bowed my head, I heard a tap of sorrow. <laughs> you can't come all the way from Ghana to sleep. This is after 24 hours. We were, we were deceived. And the, thing, the first day is 24. The thing went to 36 hours. 36 hours. Did I was telling my friend, he said, Why? Were we praying to create a new human being? <laughs> he doesn't see why. What type of, why are you praying for 36 hours? Yes. A pastor that will make you pray 36 hours. If I tell you our prayer topics, if I tell you the prayer topics we prayed for 36 hours, and you go and rest for 6 hours and come and pray another 24 hours, was it 16 hours? How many was the second day? Was that many hours? What's that? Everything increased. Oh. What they told us before, 24, 12, there was nothing like that. 36, 16. Sometimes we pray, ah, he's gone to the mountain. If he doesn't come, we don't stop the prayer. Brothers are tired. The Moses is also not coming from the mountain. What am I looking for? Sometimes you wonder what people are looking for in this life. We pray, we prayed that prayed for Kali Church, Methodist, Aladura, White Garment. I'm telling you. Yes. I've never seen a man of God who prays that other people's church should do well. They're not praying that God should collapse the churches. No. Hours. Hmm. You can't sit. What are you looking for? Tell somebody, stay focused. I said, you must learn to focus. And what you must always do to yourself, remind yourself what God has told you. Some of you, you remember. 
when God spoke to you vividly, you were convinced, this is my church. This is my pastor. Then something happens. They are going to also for Kwame. You are not focused. Some people, they, they move by the weather. They move by situation. Also for James. You must always remind yourself what God told you. And one of the things you should know, when you are focused, you don't try to do what others are doing. Because you don't know what God told them. When you are focused, you don't try to do what others are doing. And the reason is you don't know what God told them. Why they are doing what they are doing. So, oh, that church, they do it like that. Why don't we also, please, only they know why they do what they do. When you stay focused, you don't compare yourself with others. You are not worried about what somebody is doing. Somebody's success does not depress you. Neither does their failure motivate you. One time a man of God said something I will never forget, so profound. He says, if your church is bigger than somebody, you may be happy. But you'll be surprised to know that maybe God expected you to have three times that your number you are celebrating. And maybe the person you are laughing at, that's all God wanted them to have. Let me put it in a better way. So let's say you have a congregation of thousand. They see somebody with hundred members. And you'll be laughing that, oh, you are better than them. But maybe you that you have thousand... God's purpose for your life is for you to have 5,000. And you just have 1,000. And the person who has 100, you are laughing at. God's purpose for his life is 100. And they have had what they need. And the fact that you have 1,000, you think you are better than them, but you are supposed to go to 5,000. So it's not about what is happening in somebody's life. It is never about another person. It's about you. And what God has said to you. And what God expects from you. What has God told you? What has God told you? So you don't try to do what others are doing. It's unnecessary. It brings unnecessary competition. When you stay focused, when you face challenges, next point. Know that challenges will come. Challenges are part of life. I remember the first message I preached this year, I told you that you will be disappointed. First message, 2021. The things to expect, you don't remember. That not all your dreams will come to pass. That's the fact. Not everything you desire you have. So get used to it. That's life. <laughs> a man sent me a message. I should help him pay his son's school fees. Very big amount. I told him I couldn't because I had other things I was doing. The man started insulting me. Who do you think you are? Today, God, I give you the opportunity. You are doing blah, blah, blah. You are talking plenty. 
I don't know whether to insult him because he's also a pastor. I don't know how God told him I'm to solve his problem. So I was having a discussion with my pastor. He said, can you imagine this man is insulting me? He said, send him a message that has God answered everybody in this world's prayer? You should leave you alone. That you come and ask me something I couldn't do it. You are getting angry as if I am your God. That you should ask God if he has answered everybody's prayer. Stop killing yourself. Not every problem of yours will be solved. It's the fact of life. Some problems will be solved. But to deceive yourself that every problem... It's a lie. Except you're a politician. Every time they have a campaign message, you can never be in Ghana and borrow. Why do we have gold? Bauxite. <laughs> when you come, you know you need E-Levy. <laughs> that the problems were there before we came. But the politicians say he was coming to eradicate all problems. No, no, no. It can't happen. Challenges are part of life. Are you here? You must get ready for disappointment. It's part of life. Not everything you desire you will get. You will get some of your desires happening. But not all. It's not true. So what you must always do is to keep your eyes on the ball and focus. No matter what happens, you stay focused. If you allow challenges to direct you, you will change your course in life. If you allow challenges to direct you, you will change your course in life. There are some people, small challenge, they want to leave a relationship. You will keep leaving and leaving a time because you won't find anybody. As a young pastor, I'm still a young pastor. I used to serve a pastor. He can sing love song to his wife. Hey, doing Valentine. They play bass, guitar. They will sing. My love. They will do duet. Ah, I was not married. It was so nice. Hey! This love is made from heaven. Until one day we were going somewhere. I was in the back seat. I don't know what he and his wife were fighting about. The next thing I saw, he opened the door. No one who says, Hey! So the love song, the romantic rose, the chocolate, whatever, it had issues. Oh, when you see from, I was shocked. But then the, the following year, today sang the song. <laughs> Stay focused. <laughs> you think you are the only person with problem? Forget it. The fact that there is problem does not mean there is no love. It is love and problem. No, 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 no. 
when you are young you have a lot of dreams especially when you watch a lot of american love movie your perception about love is different until you go inside please write it in capital the fact that there is a challenge does not mean God is not there. Somebody said, if it's of God, why are we going through the challenge? Everything should be smooth. That's a lie. If what we are doing is of God, why is everybody not supporting? You don't need everybody to support you to prove God is with it. Even Jesus Christ, our Savior, who came from heaven to earth, didn't get the chief priest to support his doctrine. It did not mean that God was against him. Even Jesus Christ had financial challenge. So having challenges financially is not odd. It's part of life. The son of God, the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth, his ministry had financial challenge. If they did not, they wouldn't do miracle to feed people. In fact, the disciples of Jesus actually advised Jesus to sack the people to go home. Because if they said they are going to use the offering to go and buy food, it won't reach everybody. It was a divine counsel the apostles gave their generals here. And he told them to let the people sit. They didn't even know why he made them sit. So even Jesus didn't have everything he needed. The next day when the congregation came for bread, he sacked them. Because it was not a miracle day. Because every day can be a miracle day. The people were coming for bread. Jesus didn't have bread. So he told them to come and eat his flesh. And drink his blood. Because his flesh will eat you hunger. You get that? So the fact that you are having challenges. Does not mean God is not with you. Keep your focus. You need to keep your eyes on whatever you are doing. Keep your eyes on the ball. Whether you are being praised or you are being criticized, keep your eyes on the ball. Whether you are being praised or you are being criticized, keep your eyes on the ball. In the year 2022, don't pause to enjoy praise and not keep at it. Don't pause to fight people who criticize you and not keep at it. Keep your eyes on the ball. Keep your eyes on the ball. When somebody is criticizing you, you don't stop to attend to them. Put your eyes on the ball. Sometimes I get amazed at these footballers. 
Cristiano Ronaldo, I don't really like him. But some of these people, they are amazing sp sportsmen. They can go to a team's home, their stadium. The whole stadium, 90% to 80%, is filled with, let's say, Everton. They are insulting Ronaldo throughout the match. He doesn't listen and go and fight anybody. He will still play. And when he scores, he'll go and stand in front of those people insulting him and do whoo. He doesn't care. You, everybody, you want to respond to them. Everybody that says something, you have to go and retaliate. That's why you are going nowhere. You can't respond to every criticism. You can't stay focused. Criticism won't stop. Not everybody will like you. Even Jesus was not liked by everybody. It's a deception to be accepted by all men. It's a deception. Stay focused. Know what you are doing. Know it. If somebody says you are stupid and you know you are not stupid, you don't need to go and respond. Except you are stupid. Are you here? If you know you are not stupid, why should you have to worry yourself to go and defend yourself that you are not stupid? It's not necessary. And all these things are distractions. You have several distractions in the coming year. A lot of things that will distract your focus. Whatever you are determined to, the moment you say, this year I'm going to make sure I'll not go to church late. Electricity will take your light. You see, the world is not set up to make you live a better Christian life. So it is your choices. This world is never set up to make you a good Christian. Things are set up to frustrate your determination and commitment to the things of God. So it is your choices, your ability to prioritize that will make the difference. The day you decide, I want to go for evangelism, you start feeling pains in your bones. Somehow, somehow, something that will take you to take a decision out of pain is what is needed from you. Nothing will come to you on a silver platter. Nothing. When you desire to do it, the ability will not just come. You have to stretch yourself. You have to go the extra mile. Sometimes the day you really need to be in church is the day you don't feel like going to church. And some of you, if you bear witness, some of the days you have stretched yourself to come, you, you bless God so much that you came. There's always something to take you out. There's always something. There will be challenges. Keep your eyes on the ball. There will be financial challenges. There will be persecutions. There will be difficulties. Keep your eyes on where you are going. There will be marital challenges. There will be. That's why I am sent to tell you to stay focused. I have come as your prophet to tell you ahead of time. That for 2022, 
you need to stay focused. You need to stay focused. You need in your career, in your business, in your academics, in your Christian life, you need to stay focused. You need to. Whatever you want to be in your Christian life, it will take you being focused. The distractions are bound to come. Frustrations. Things to take your mind away. They will come. But God has warned you ahead of time. Stay focused. Keep your eyes on the ball. The distractions, they come in different forms. Different forms. Look at something. In 1 Samuel chapter 17. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, David was anointed. The Spirit of God came upon him. Everything looks fantastic. 1 Samuel 16, 12 and 13. And then we go to 1 Samuel 17. 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 16, the verse 12 and 13. Mm-hmm. And he sent and brought him in. Mm-hmm. Now he was ruddy and withal of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint Arise him, and anoint for him. This is he. For this is then he. Samuel then Samuel took the horn, took the horn of, oil, of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And, and the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up Hallelujah. and went to Ramah. So David was anointed in the midst of his brethren. They saw that God has chosen him. They saw it. His own brother saw that this, our brother, has been set apart for God. Look at chapter 17. That's where I'm going. Verse 26. Verse 26. And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, Mm -hmm. What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine? What shall be done to the man that killeth this what? Philistine. Uh-huh. And taketh him and taketh away the reproach Pause, from Israel. please write it in capital. You can never do ministry without confronting the enemy. You can never do ministry. You can never go far in your career, in your business without confronting the enemy. It's a fact of life. So David has been anointed. He need to move from a shepherd boy to a king. But there is always a Goliath. So he, he's not hiding. He's inquiring what shall be given to the man. Read it again. Verse 26. Six, verse quickly. 26. And David spake to the man that stood by him, mm-hmm. saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine, mm-hmm. and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine, mm-hmm. that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killeth him. And Eliab, his eldest brother... Pause. Please write this before I forget. Ministry is confronting the devil. Ministry is confronting the devil. We are in a war. Ministry is confronting the devil. Every Christian must know we are in a war. So David is inquiring, what happens if I defeat that thing that stands between me and my next stage? Look at verse 28. That's where I'm going to. First, 
Samuel chapter 17, the verse 28. And Eliab, his eldest Eliab, brother, his elder brother, heard when he spake unto the men. Mm-hmm. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why comest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thine heart. For thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. Pause. And Write this so I don't forget. If you are not careful, people close to you will be your greatest distraction. If you are not careful, people closest to you will be your biggest distraction. The elder brother of David was his distraction. Grew up with him. They grew together. Nothing can be distracting, can be so distracting like people you grew up together with. Sometimes the people you expect to inspire you, they will rather mock. They will mock you. What Eliab was doing was out of anger. Note this for a fact. Write it. People will be angry with you for no just cause. Don't try to appease people who are angry with you. Don't try to appease people who are bitter for nothing. People who are unnecessarily petty. Don't worry yourself about such people. There are people who go any extent to lie at you, to lie about you. It's a fact. They lied on Jesus. It's not strange. Why has a man been healed by Jesus and then at dawn, the chief priest and the Pharisees who go behind to go and see his parents to find out if truly the guy was healed. And yet, the church, just to discredit Jesus, they hired people to come and say lies. So there are people like that. There are people you can never appease in this life. Some of them are family people. They are just angry for no cause. You have never gone to them to ask them for any help. Yet they are angry. Some is envy. Some is jealousy. It is human nature. So if you say you worry yourself, you won't go anywhere. Stay focused. I used to think, when I was young, I'm still young, that you have to do something to somebody for them to dislike you. Some people just dislike you for disliking sake. Would him say, you didn't make their nose bigger or their mouth big. It just happened that but people can hate you for things you can't do anything about. It's part of life. Are you here? Can we all read 29? What you need to do when people Decide. 
Hey. Mm -hmm. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 29. Can we read together? Ready, go. And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? Is there not a what? Cause. Can you read 30? And he turned from him toward And he another. did what? Turned from him toward another. He turned from him. Stay focused. Don't concentrate on people you can't please. Don't worry yourself about people who are bitter for nothing. Turn. Turn. He turned from opposition. He turned from distraction. To another. Stay focused. I want to find out what will be given to the man who will kill this or circumcise Philistine. You are here coming to criticize me. He turned. He didn't argue with his senior brother. Some of you are arguing for nothing. You are just wasting your time. They won't change their mind concerning what they have decided concerning you. Like my pastor will say, stop worrying yourself about people who believe salvation is not eternal. You can argue from morning to evening. The person you are arguing with, they won't lose their salvation. So use that energy to preach to somebody who is not saved. For me to waste three hours on you, who is saved already, to prove to you that you will lose your salvation. When you believe you will lose your salvation. What is the use? Ten. He turned. Ten. Stay focused. Because I have asked a question. I'm looking for an answer. You are coming to distract me. He turned. Can you read Nakiri 30 again? Verse Beautiful. 30. Mm -hmm. And he turned from him toward another. He and turned from him towards another. And speak. After the same manner, and the people answered him again after the former manner. And when he and when the words were heard which David speaks, it's okay, please. Let's write again. Please note the Bible says that Jesus was hated without a reason. Jesus was hated without a reason. It can happen to you. People can be angry for no just cause. You can have challenges financially, family, and it can happen to anybody. But always remember we are at war. When you listen to David's brother, it was all assumptions and presumptions. I am sure you are here because of the naughtiness of your heart. I am sure assumptions, people just assume. They just assume. Who have you left those few sheep with? But the Bible testifies of David being a good shepherd. He will never leave the sheep just like that. A man who can lay down his life for sheep. Are you coming to tell him how to take care of sheep? assumptions and presumptions just to discredit stop focusing on unnecessary some people can argue with people from money to even you think you are doing evangelism you are being foolish you are just arguing you think it's evangelism argument is not evangelism there is no award for arguing with somebody to say Jesus God kills or God does not kill or pay tight or don't pay tight 
Go and preach the gospel and let people be saved. Train people in Christ. Let people grow in the Lord. That's your assignment. There is no instruction. Go and argue. Are you here? Write it in capital again. Turn away from distractions. Look away. Look away. The challenges will come. But look away. Not that you won't attend to them. But because you are going somewhere. There are certain things you have to push them aside. And focus on where you are going. You can deal with certain things later. Always learn to identify distractions. Always learn to identify what is a distraction. And notice where Jesus had his distraction from family. His family mocked from authorities. So you have distraction from family from authorities even his own disciples but Jesus kept his focus hear me write it this is so important to me write it in capital that your focus brings order to chaos your focus it brings order to chaos when people are doing all manner of things and you are focused it will bring order to those chaos. Your focus will bring order to chaos. Your focus. It will bring order to chaos. Keep your focus in life. Keep your focus in life. Never stop praying. Keep your focus in life. Never Stop praying. Never, never stop praying. Keep your focus in life. Never stop praying. Pray always. Pray good times, bad times. Pray always. Learn to pray. 2022, learn to pray always. Whether you have been promoted, it doesn't mean sleep. Pray Whatever situation, good or bad, pray always. Learn. Make it a habit. That prayer is what you do. Never allow Satan to tell you this is not prayer. You can pray about all things. As you are using common sense, add prayer. Never. 2022, be wise. Never allow the devil to tell you, oh, this one is not prayer. I said after you have applied common sense, pray. Prayer is never wasted. Prayer is never wasted. Even though you use your mind, pray. Speak in tongues. Pray all the time. Next point, very important, I'm closing. Speak God's word all the time. Speak God's word. So one, pray always, pray all the time, good times or bad times. Two, speak God's word. Always, all the time. Put it on your lips. I am the righteousness of God. 
He lives in me. I live in him. I have eternal life. I walk in healing. Put God's word on your lips. Both the written and the spoken. What I mean by the written. What has been written in the Bible and certain prophecies you have received. Say it to yourself. When you are walking, speak the prophecies. Recite them. Recite them. I will preach to the nations. Several decades await me preaching the gospel. Many men and women will be raised for my sake. Speak those words over your life. Any prophecy you have received, consistently let it be on your lips. Speak it. Say it on your life. Are you here? I said one, pray always two. Do what? Do what? Speak God's word. Both the written and prophecies you have received. The next one, third one, learn to give thanks always. Learn it. Let it be a lifestyle. Father, I thank you that I have a glorious day. Father, I thank you that I'm healed. Father, I thank you that opportunities come my way. Thank you. Thank you for my family. Thank you for peace. Thank you for your goodness. Learn to give thanks always. So pray always. Speak the word of God over your life always. Learn to give thanks always. Thank him that you are forgiven. Father, I thank you that I walk in your forgiveness. Thank him. Are you here? Very importantly, fourth one, don't repeat things people are saying about you. Don't repeat. Don't give life to negativity. Don't repeat things people are saying about you. Hey, they said I am. They said I don't respect. They said don't repeat negative things about you. Don't repeat challenges. Don't repeat distractions. Put God's word first always and give thanks. Don't repeat. Don't repeat. When something bad happens to you, don't be repeating it to people. We don't say what we are going through. We say what we want to see. Don't confess. How are you? I'm suffering. No. I walk in healing. You say what you want to have. Don't say what you are going through. Are you here? I said learn to give thanks always. And then very importantly, learn to keep receiving from the Spirit. Learn... To keep receiving from the Spirit. Learn to keep receiving from the Spirit. When you have a challenge at work, it doesn't mean stay home. Come to God's house. Come and receive from the Spirit. Don't stop coming to church because of an issue. Some people can go on their own holiday from church. Because of a challenge they are going through. It's a wrong thing. Is the devil at work at you. When you are going through things, that's when you need God's word more. 
So learn to receive. Come. You just come and sit here. Let the word, the word of the Lord be preached on your head. Don't stop. When you stop, you create room for the enemy. Don't stop receiving from the spirit. When you have a challenge at home, that is why you need to be in church. It is an error of the enemy that when people go through things, that's when they stay away. I, I want to stay away and deal with some things. You are walking in error. The devil is speaking to you. That's when you need God more. No matter the difficulties in life, always come to church to receive from the Spirit of God. No matter the difficulties in life, always come to God's house to receive from the Spirit of God. Don't stop receiving from the ministry of the Spirit. Don't stop receiving from the ministry of the Spirit. Never. Never allow the devil to put you in a place of isolation. Never allow the devil. Never allow the devil to put you in a place of isolation. Never. Isolation sometimes is not that you are not with people. Isolation sometimes is not that you are not with people. You are just with the wrong people. You may be with people, but you are with the wrong people. And you must know that Satan is very interesting. Anytime there is a distraction, anytime there is a distraction, anytime there is a distraction, he will just give you new friends. Anytime there is a distraction, he will just give you new friends. And they will be speaking to you what you want to hear. Write these things. They are very important. When they come, you know I told you. The devil will give you new friends and they will be speaking to you what you want to hear. What you want to hear. Not what you must hear. There is what you want to hear and what you must hear. Keep your focus. From today, keep your focus. Write down what God has told you. Look at it. Speak it over your life. Pray it. Practice it. Write down what God has told you. Don't let the devil put you in a place of isolation. And think staying away is the best. It's a plot of the devil. The devil is experienced. He knows how to get you. And he will get you lazy people. People who are not committed as you were or you are to fuel your disconnection. The devil is after you. Don't give him the chance. There will be several distractions just to keep you away. But you must stay focused. As your prophet... God has sent me a message to give to you. As you end a year and begin a year, stay focused. 
Stay focused. Not every opportunity is from God. Don't think every opportunity. Some of you think every money opportunity is God's breakthrough. Be careful that the devil is not using materialism to steal your heart away. You must stay focused. Keep praying. Decide to be a better you. To be more committed to the things you must be committed to. To serve God better. Stay focused. Not everybody is going where you are going. Don't expect people to do what you do. Being called odd is not a strange word anymore. Not doing what others are doing doesn't mean you are wrong. The Pharisees that knew, they thought they knew the Bible, Jesus had to point them to the fact that have you not read? Stay focused. Tell somebody, stay focused. And know what God has told you. Pray it out. Prophesy it over your life. Practice it. And you'll be what God wants you to be. Rise up on your feet. Begin to pray in the spirit. Begin to pray in the spirit. This was a message from the General Overseer of Yakal House, Reverend Gilbert Osei. We are available anytime for prayer, support, and counseling. Please don't hesitate to call us on 0544-600-600. That's 0544-600-600. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it.